My name is Keely, and I host a true crime and paranormal podcast called Misty Mysteries. Misty Mysteries takes a special focus on unsolved cases and missing persons cases. All of my true crime episodes are made in hopes to raise awareness and bring justice to those who need it most. Most of these episodes are made in partnership or made with the families of the victims and missing people. But the podcast isn't always true crime. Sometimes I bring spooky content like hauntings, aliens, and cryptids, such as the original story of The Conjuring House, The Life of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and Mothman. True Crime and Paranormal even cross at times to make two-part episodes like The Bobby Mackey Music World, The Lizzie Borden House, and The Velisca Axe Murder House. Misty Mysteries is ready to be binge listened to with over 50 episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. I cannot wait to keep you company whenever and wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Hands of My Podcast is a proud member of Darkcast Network, presenting the brightest of indie podcasts. Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo, and I bring stories and cases from the people of color community, bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, Black indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So, welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. Elise Lydia Mallory is a trans activist and community leader based in Chicago. She has dedicated her life to advocating for the rights of transgender people, particularly those living in the Windy City. Elise works with local organizations to create safe spaces for trans individuals, as well as providing education and support services. Her work has been instrumental in bringing visibility to the struggles of trans individuals and their families. Tragically, her body was found in Lake Michigan six days after she was reported missing. I will provide an overview of her life and the accomplishments as well as discuss the impact of her death on the trans community in Chicago. Let's get started. Elise Lydia Mallory. She was born on March 29, 1990 in Chicago, Cook County, Illinois, was 31 years old. Mallory may have had Haitian roots based on her memorial page. Previously, she had lived in Andersonville, and she also attended UIC, which is University of Illinois, Chicago in 2014, before becoming an active member of the LGBTQ community. After coming out as transgender at age 18, she became an advocate for other members of her community who were facing discrimination or marginalization due to their gender identity or expression. In addition to running workshops on topics such as self-care, mental health awareness, and intersectional feminism, Elise also served on several boards that promote inclusion within the city's LGBTQ population, specifically in the North Side. One of her best friends, Angelina Nordstrom, stated that Mallory doesn't tend to go off the radar completely, quote, but there has been no instance where there has been no contact with her whatsoever. This whole thing is completely unlike her, end quote. Between the days of March 8th and March 9th of 2022, 
Mullery quits her job as an administrative clerk at the Civil Rights Bureau of the Illinois Attorney General's Office via email. Now this information is told by Fabiana Mallory after they search Mallory's apartment later. There is conflicting information on if she quit on the 8th or the day she went missing. Fabiana is quoted, That was a rather shocking thing for me because she loves her job so much. I'm very confused with what's been going on and I'm still trying to put the pieces together to figure out where my sister is, end quote. On March 9th, which was a Wednesday, Elise pays her sister Fabiana's bill and usually reports back with receipts. At first, Fabiana had not heard from her sister about this, but around 9 a.m., Fabiana and Elise were talking about Fabiana's mortgage payment. One of the last texts sent by Elise, I'm going to pay it, sis. Then by 9 p.m., all texts and calls from Elise had stopped. And Fabiana is quoted, Usually Elise is very organized and sends me receipts when she pays everything. I started to get worried because she didn't do that. And when her phone started going straight to voicemail, I got really worried. I've been calling her phone and I have not been able to get in contact with her. It has been very scary, end quote. March 9th through the 11th of 2022, in two different news sources, the police tell the paper about two separate locations for Elise's last seen location, 700 block of Hinman Avenue and the other near her apartment near the border of Rogers Park. These two locations are about 27 minutes apart. On March 10th of 2022, Fabiana had the apartment checked before the police arrived. After not responding to calls or texts, her sister had management go to her apartment building and they found... Uh, the front door was unlocked and the back door was unlocked. The mobile phone and laptop Elise used for work were left behind, but found no leads or evidence of foul play. On March 11th, which was a Friday, Elise was reported missing by her sister Fabiana. Meanwhile, family and friends searched Cook County's Rogers Park neighborhood, canvassing local businesses and passing up flyers to raise awareness about Elise. Fabiana was quoted on ABC's Chicago. I am so overjoyed that my sister has so many people that love her. I want people to know that black trans lives matter. My sister's lives matter and I'm going to do whatever it takes, end quote. The family also checked Howard Redline after they got a tip that Elise was seen in the area with two men. By late Tuesday afternoon, March 15th, Elise locked dark blue 2008 Honda Accord was found in a parking lot on the same street she had lived. Her car was in a municipal parking lot just off Lake Michigan Beachfront in Evanston. It was at Hinman Avenue and South Boulevard, according to police. This is near the second last seen location as well. Family, friends, and the community try and gain traction to find Elise. Quote, I want to sound the alarm to my trans community, end quote. Alexis Martinez, court support coordinator with Transformative Justice Law Project, shared on Facebook. Quote, Elise Mallory, a dear friend, has gone missing for more than 48 hours. Her family has filed a missing persons alert with the 
Evanston PD, end quote. Police searched for surveillance footage of the area. Police searched the vehicle but found no leads or anything leading to foul play. On Thursday, March 17th, a body was discovered on the lakefront rocks near Garden Park in Evanston in the 500 block of Sheridan Square. The young man, Tristan Lambach, was the person who found the body. Ruth Lambach spoke to the media on his behalf, Tristan being Ruth's grandson. Tristan was walking with his friend on their last day in the U.S. Quote, he saw the lakes first, but he was pretty shocked. And I think he was stunned into silence for the next couple days. Her head was evidently face down in the water. I know Tristan told me she had socks on, and he couldn't understand that because he was also sort of going through his mind and he didn't think it was a drowning. He thought maybe someone pushed her in or maybe she accidentally fell in, end quote. Police responded to the reports around 4.30 p.m. that day. Everson Fire Department recovered Elise from the water and transported her to Cook County Medical Examiner's office. She was only blocks away from her apartment when she was found. The family asked the public for help with information and tips. On March 18, 2022, Cook County Medical Examiner conducted the autopsy, but the cause of death was not determined publicly. On Saturday, March 19th, a second search was scheduled for the day of 5228 North Clark from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And on this day, the body that was recovered from the lake was identified as Elise Mollerys by Eviston Police. Undetermined. That's the ruling many Chicago area families receive when their missing loved ones are found in the waters of Cook County, particularly when police have little to no evidence of how they ended up drowning. Incomplete pictures leaving many on social media piecing together what they think happened, often grisly theories that go viral. But what does the data show? CBS 2's Chris Ty is digging into the facts. It pops into my head sometimes. I'm going to call Elise, you know, and it's like, real strange like there's that that weird disconnect that she's still with us yeah that she's still with us but elise mallory left us one year ago this month one week after she went missing cbs2 reported her body was found in lake michigan near the chicago evanston border we don't know what transpired we just know our sister's gone she would be that quiet voice in the room and everybody would be almost forced to listen. We need more people like that. Alexis Martinez saw Elise fight for civil rights in her job at the Illinois Attorney General's office and with the Chicago Therapy Collective, which advocates for the local LGBTQ community. CBS2 wanted to know if these cases of missing Chicagoans whose bodies eventually turned up in the waters of Cook County represented a trend change to either verify or debunk the rumor mill. I've heard of this, okay, that there's a serial killer pushing people off the rocks. That's a possibility. You still believe that? It's a possibility. If there is a serial killer component to it, right, it's something that should be considered, not, not just dismissed. But medical examiners and police investigators both say there is definitively no serial killer at play. 
CBS2 looked into the last eight years of drowning data in Cook County. The number of drownings fluctuated from under 50 to over 70 during this range. And over eight years, there's been a total of five drownings classified as homicide. Those in blue deemed accidents, those in red considered undetermined. When we're looking for evidence of foul play, we're looking for any uh, blunt force injuries. What jumped out to our CBS2 researchers who combed through the evidence and the records from the medical examiner's office was the consistency of drowning cases classified as an undetermined manner of death, as was the case with Elise Mallory. 148 cases of undetermined manners of death over eight years. We may call it a homicide or we'll say undetermined and list that we're seeing these injuries that are suspicious foul foul play if they're just minor injuries um, and they're not significant enough to tell us that resulted in them drowning. How do these two words hit your ear? Cause of death, drowning, manner of death, undetermined. You speculate, you guess. There's a considerable number of people in the community that, um, you know, want to demand more answers from the police. Both the number of cases and the number of cases that are deemed undetermined have stayed pretty static over the years. Does that surprise you to hear that? Yeah, it does. With the advent of social media, everything is reported. The megaphone's much louder. A louder megaphone and a longer series of questions left unanswered as undetermined findings leave loved ones hoping for more clarity of the murky final hours of these lives lost. The other part of me wants to know what happened. How did it come to that? Her death comes only a few days after her father's funeral, one or two days after quitting a job she loved, a few days before her birthday, and also, she was supposed to be given a Trans Visibility Award on March 31st, 2022. This had brought a tragic end to a week of searching by friends and neighbors. They ruled her death a drowning, but the medical examiner's office was unable to rule it if her death was accidental or not. Elise had an impressive and essential career, working for Chicago Therapy Collective. Equity Illinois and the AIDS Foundation of Chicago. She studied at the University of Illinois Chicago, volunteered with places like Proud to Run Chicago. She was well known and fierce advocate for transgender rights in all LGBTQ. Elise, among others, helped organize those who rallied around Andersonville Bookstore Women and Children First in 2019 when anti trans stickers were put in on the windows. Elise impacted the world around her and people shared their sorrow at her passing. There are so many more quotes and love from everyone that we were not able to gather them all to share here in this episode. Quote, Elise was a beautiful soul, said Zahara Bassett, a friend of Mallory and founder and CEO of Life is Work, a nonprofit supporting transgender and non-binary persons of color on Chicago's west side. Quote, anyone that came in contact with her, her soul was something that you would always remember and hold on to forever, end quote. 
In recent years, Elise has become increasingly vocal about issues related to police brutality against transgender people, particularly those from marginalized backgrounds such as Black and Latinx communities. She regularly speaks out about how law enforcement officers often fail to recognize or respect gender identities when dealing with suspects or victims of crime, something which can lead to further mistreatment or even violence against transgender individuals by police officers themselves. Elise had been an outspoken advocate for transgender rights since coming out as trans in 2017. She actively participated in protests, rallies, and other public events to draw attention to issues faced by transgender individuals. In addition to her activism, she was also involved with several organizations dedicated to helping trans people gain access to resources such as housing and healthcare. Her death has left a void that can never be filled, but her legacy of advocacy for the rights of trans people will live on. Through her work with organizations such as Trans Tech Social Enterprises and Trans Life Center, she helped create safe spaces for members of the community to access health care and other services they need. She also worked tirelessly to raise awareness about issues facing transgender people in Chicago through public speaking engagements, media appearances, and social media campaigns. Her memory will continue to inspire generations of activists working towards creating an equitable society where all gender identities are respected and celebrated. Elise, who was to receive a Transgender Visibility Award at the upcoming Chicago Trans Visibility Pageant on March 31st, 2022, which is Transgender Day of Visibility, organized by Life is Work, a black and brown trans-led social service agency on the West Side. The memorials and tributes that have been created to honor Elise Mallory's memory included the creation of a scholarship fund in her name at Columbia College Chicago, which will provide financial support for trans students pursuing higher education the establishment of an annual award by the Trans Justice Project in her honor, and a mural dedicated to her memory painted on the side of a building in Little Village, Chicago, the Elise Mallory Mural Fundraiser by Chicago Therapy Collective, currently standing at $4,755 of the $10,000 raised at the time of this recording. On March 20th, family, friends, and community gathered to memorialize Elise. Over 100 people arrived. The vigil was in Andersonville, where Elise had previously lived. It was at sunset at the Women and Children First Bookstore on 5233 North Clark Street. The brick wall there had been messages for her and the community she fought for. Cello and violin music played as they laid their flowers there and messages. Then they held candles and walked to a fire burning a couple of blocks away as Amazing Grace played. Above the bookstore was a Chicago Therapy Collective, a place where Elise was a key player and founding member. 
Her photo is still on the website member list. Among her friends and family sharing their sadness were members of the government, like Governor J.B. Pritzker. The loss of Elise Mallory is heartbreaking. My heart goes out to all her loved ones, as well as all the Illinois transgender community. You deserve to feel safe in your home, and I will continue to do everything in my power to make Illinois welcoming and inclusive for everyone. Like Attorney General Kwame Raul, quote, The Attorney General's office has lost a member of our family, and may Elise memory inspire all of us to live authentically and have humanity toward all. Also, the Chicago Therapy Collective stated, The outpour of love, care, and community response reflects the deep impact of Elise's love and advocacy on so many of us. We hope that you are taking tender care of one another. If you need support, please reach out to us. End quote. On May 5th and May 6th of 2022 was the visitation and funeral services of Elise Mallory, and she was committed to burial. On November 20th, 2022, even though the fridge temperatures on that day did not keep friends and family from gathering in Andersonville to honor Elise Mallory's memory. Chicago Therapy Collective organized the event, Brave Space Alliance, and Life is Work. This is the Trans Day of Remembrance, and they discuss Mallory's call to action for trans rights. The cause of her death is still under investigation, but many are speculating that it may have been related to hate crimes against trans people or even suicide due to discrimination she faced because of her gender identity. Whatever the cause may be, Elise's death has highlighted how much more work needs to be done when it comes to protecting vulnerable populations like the transgender community from violence and prejudice. In response, members of the LGBTQ community have come together in solidarity with Mallory's family and friends in mourning her loss while continuing their fight for greater acceptance and understanding of all gender identities throughout society. The hashtag Justice for Elise has been trending on social media platforms as a way for people around the world show the support for Mallory's memory and remind us that we must continue working towards creating a safer world for everyone regardless of who they are or what they believe in. Anyone with information is asked to contact Evanston Police Detective Bureau at 847-866-5040. Tips can also be taxed to 274-637 if the message starts with E-P-D-T-I-P, which is the abbreviation of Evanston Police Department TIP. And for everyone else, the Trans Lifeline 877-565-8860 provides crisis and non-crisis peer support services for people who are transgender, non-binary, and questioning their gender identity. Be safe, my beautiful humans. And remember, you are loved. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to come back next week for our discussion of true crime stories. Until then, this is Jasmine Castillo. 
We are voiceless no more. This podcast was created, produced, recorded, and edited by Jasmine Castillo. Researched by Mary Weathers and Jasmine Castillo.